Good morning. Today is Wednesday, May 5th, 2021. This Shabbos is a double portion, the Parsha, the parsha of Bahar and Bechukosai. And the second part of it, Bechukosai, begins with the following words. God says to the Jewish people, In Bechukosai Telechu, if you walk in the way of my laws, Ves mitzvosai tishmoru, and you guard and protect my commandments, va'asisemosam, and you observe them, then lots of wonderful things are going to happen. Venasati gishmech and beitam, I will give you rain in its correct time. Vishavtem lebetach ba'artzachem, you will dwell securely in your land. Venasati shalom ba'aretz, and I will bring peace to the land. What an amazing promise. What a great, great bracha. Well, what do we have to do for that bracha? Well, the Torah is very clear. So, as mitzvosai we have to observe God's commandments and we have to be shomer them. We talked about this last week. We have to fulfill them. We have to look forward to them, anticipate them, Okay, that's clear. But what is the beginning? Walk in the path of the laws. What does that mean to walk in the path of the laws that is separate from observing them or guarding or protecting or anticipating them? What does that mean? So let me share with you a story <clears throat> that I heard from Rabbi Malik Biederman. And the story goes like this, as you know, I've shared with you before, Rabbi Biederman lives in Bnei Brak, which of course is a suburb of Tel Aviv. One night, Rabbi Biederman was driving home very late at night, and he was driving to his home in Bnei Brak, and he sees on the side of the road an elderly man walking on the side of the road, and it's late at night. So Rabbi Biederman stops his car, and he says, can I give you a ride? The man says, no thanks. Rabbi Biederman says, but it's late. And from here, it's far to B'nai Brak. It's going to take you a long time to walk there. Get in the car, come with me. You'll be home in two minutes. The man says to him, you don't understand. The reason I'm here is because my doctor told me that I need to walk because I need to get exercise. So that's why I need to walk. So thank you for the ride, but I need to walk. Rabbi Biederman explains, it's such an important insight. That man doesn't need to be at his destination. He needs to be walking towards his destination. It is the effort of going forward, of walking on the road towards the destination, that is what is helping him, not being at the destination. That is Bechukosai Telechu. We need to keep the mitzvahs. We need to observe the commandments. That's clear. Es mitzvosai tishmaru vasisemosam. We have to do them. We have to guard them. That's clear. But 
also what goes into the calculus as God is looking at us is not only are we doing or not doing, are we observing or not observing, are we guarding or not a guarding, also part of that calculus is the first phrase, im are we walking towards it? Are we working on it? Are we making an effort to getting closer to it? Are we trying? That is also what God considers as he evaluates us. That's the same word, telehu, the same word that we use for halacha, which we usually translate as Jewish law. But what it really means is walking on the path towards the commandments. And that means two things. That means that Jewish law applies wherever we go, wherever we are walking or driving or flying. And also it's a path. It's an effort. Even when we're not yet there at the destination, it is walking towards the destination that God wants for us. So, I have for you this morning an overlapping path towards mitzvos as indicated in our parsha, but also a path that will allow us to focus on what I think is the work that we really need to do right now. And I am speaking to myself first. I need to do this. Maybe you will benefit from doing this as well, because this is a follow-up a fantastic follow-up to an article from the New York Times that I quoted to you last week. Last week, I spoke to you about the concept of languishing. And I talked about it in psychological terms, and I also talked about it in spiritual terms. And I talked about how we are able to overcome languishing by flourishing. And there is psychological flourishing, but I was focusing on spiritual flourishing, and I gave some ideas about how to be able to do that. But Danny Bloom <clears throat> wrote an article yesterday in the New York Times that is a follow-up to the last week's article about languishing. And what she writes is that fl flourishing is really what we're after. As <laughs> The goal is that we should be flourishing both spiritually and psychologically. Let, let me focus on the emotional part just for today. Flourishing, as I explained last week, is the opposite of languishing. What does flourishing mean? Flourishing means it's living the good life. It's when aspects of our life are good. And here's the important news. And this is news based on a strong body of extensive scientific research. Simple activities can lead to a marked improvement in flourishing. So I want to share with you several very practical activities, all backed up by science that will get us started on the road to flourishing. And again, I'll speak for myself. If it applies to you, fine. I certainly need this now. 
the uh, moments of languishing. Um, I need to get to the flourishing on a more consistent basis. So here's how to do it. I'm going to give myself and you the plan. Number one, assess yourself, ask yourself some questions. For example, and remember every, everyone's on mute and I will also not provide my answers. Okay. Do you wake up ready to start your day or would you rather go back to sleep? Do you have a sense of purpose or do you find how you spend much of your day to be meaningless? But here's the thing. Ask yourself those questions, answer them honestly, but you are the expert of your own sense of flourishing. And here's the kicker, just asking the questions and reflecting on the answers can put you on a path to making positive changes. So don't be afraid if the answer is, yes, I would like to go back to bed. Because that in itself will help you get on the path to flourishing. Number two, after a year of Zoom birthday parties and virtual gradu graduations, we want to revel in gathering together again. Savor and celebrate small things, of course, within the safety guidelines. I'll give you an example. This past Friday afternoon, we celebrated a wedding at a death. There were 15 people, masks, standing distance. We're allowed up to 25. We had 15. It was amazing. First of all, it was a Simcha. It was a beautiful Simcha but also people who, some of whom had not seen each other since maybe the summer, just seeing each other standing at a distance, no food, no drink, with all the rules. But everyone there had such a lift, had such a good feeling about just being together. Our maximum now in shul, according to the government, is 25 people. We have now put up our tent so that as soon as the weather gets just a little bit warmer, we'll be davening in the tent, which makes it even that much safer. As long as you're comfortable and as long as you're wearing masks and we stand distant, come to shul. Yes, of course, it's incredible to daven together, but just to be able to stand around and see people in person. The people that come to shul, they have a feeling of just great joy at just being able to see people, to speak to people in person. Of course, not everyone can do it. I understand that. For some people, it will still be some time. I understand that. But if you're able to, it will give you such a lift. It will help so much with your flourishing. But it doesn't have to be big things. It could be small moments. You're sitting outside in the sun. Take a minute just to feel good about the sun shining on your face. Okay, today it's not going to work. All right, but maybe tomorrow. But just experience that. You're standing outside by yourself and a friend walks by. You're at a distance. You're with masks, more than six feet. And you just get to talk to a friend that you haven't seen in a while. It's such an uplifting experience. These are the activities that allow a person to flourish. You don't need big, exciting life, life uh, milestones in life. 
these small moments make a difference. There is something called mindful photography. Listen to this. Go out. If you take photos, go out every day, take at least five photos of small moments that bring you joy. It's an easy thing to do or take an awe walk. Go on a walk and just look at five things that are beautiful and think to yourself that that's, that's really beautiful. That's awe inspiring. It makes a tremendous difference in your flourishing in your life. Number three, number three should be easy for us. Uh, the title is Sunday Dinner Gratitude. Create a weekly gratitude ritual. Allow me to convert that. Shabbos meal. List five things that you're grateful for. That's it. Just list it. And it's got to be new every week. I mentioned this before when you say the paragraph of Modim. Just think of three things that you're grateful for. It makes a big difference. It causes a different frame of mind and allows a person to go from languishing to flourishing. Next one. I've talked about this before, but now it's coming from an actual scientist with research data to back it up. Do five good deeds every day. An act of kindness not only helps others, it will help you flourish. And every one of us who has done this recognizes this. We feel better. When we perform acts of kindness, we feel better. Research shows performing five acts of kindness in a single day, they experience more significant increases in well-being. Volunteer work. Participants who volunteered at least two hours a week experience higher levels of happiness, optimism, and purpose in life. Next, look for communities and connection. Even a quick chat with a stranger or a mo momentary bond with someone new creates a connection, a feeling. If you are going to the checkout counter, just say hello to the person behind the plexiglass. People feel an extra spring in their step when they talk to a stranger, when someone greets them. Moments of being seen by other people and being met with respect or even enthusiasm can energize and invigorate us. Again, based on your health situation, based on the rules, based on your comfort. Reconnect with a community that you've missed, like coming to shul safely to the extent that you are comfortable. Find purpose in everyday routines. Flourishing comes from daily routines. 10 at 9. That's it. We're getting through this together. If you are working, work doesn't have to be the main driver of your sense of purpose, but you can improve your sense of satisfaction simply by reminding yourself how your job contributes to a greater good. If you're the person that, uh, that uh, sets the air conditioning, but that's tremendously important because without setting the air conditioning, everybody that comes is going to be uncomfortable. A person who, who uh, is an example that they give it here, um, sells insurance, but remind yourself, you're, you're, 
You're helping people stay safe and stay secure. Remind yourself of how your job contributes to a greater good. If you're feeling down, choose a small project. It could be cleaning, doing yard work, washing, start a 10 minute timer and try a new activity. Completing a small impactful task can build towards a sense of accomplishment. Lastly, try something new. Many think we have to change our circumstances in order to be in a better frame of mind, but it's not really true. Flourishing comes from a different set of behaviors and habits. So there are so many opportunities to branch out, join a book club, visit a museum, take, there's so many virtual tours of places we've never been. They're fascinating. So many opportunities next week in honor of Yom Yerushalayim, of programs and events and stories uh, from all over the world that will have the opportunity and we'll be uh, uh, publicizing th these. And also there will be programs next week in preparing for Shavuos and music and culture. And there's so much, so much to do. Most important for overall well-being is being interested in life. A sense of satisfaction or happiness tends to follow that. And the last thing I want to say, I received an email from someone that I know this year, earlier in the year, they made Aliyah, which in itself is an amazing thing during the year of COVID to make Aliyah. So he wrote me an email and he said, you know, there's been a lot of stress and a lot going on and COVID and vaccines and uh. he wrote to me, I had a pretty great 2020. How many of us are willing to say I had a pretty great 2020? I, I would say that about myself. Certainly there were very, very negative things but there were very, very positive things as well. But he wrote, I had a pretty great 2020 because I was focused on looking forward. That is Bechukosai Telehu. That is the Telehu. That is the path that we can work on now to take us forward, to bring ourselves to flourish. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.